You know? So I'm saying I would be insane to send my children to Harvard. Right. Although I think they could handle it intellectually. Okay. But I wouldn't do it because Harvard has a different worldview. Yeah. And that worldview is baked into the philosophy department yeah. and into mathematics, yeah. into every area of worldview. Right. You're entrusting them to professors who are not going to say, oh, wear it on their sleeve. This is my agenda. Yeah. And welcome to Off the Cuff. My name is Joe Gormley, Average Joe Gormley, asking Average Joe questions that other Christians might care about. Of our pastor Jeff Clewer. Uh, welcome to Off the Cuff. And today we're going to talk about the Christian life again, as we it's all have about been the doing. Christian life. It's all about the Christian life. It's all about exegeting the culture. But uh, I'm going to start off with our first question. So, at what age should kids be allowed to not go to church? Be allowed? Like, that's like a... At what age should kids be allowed... So, okay, so the idea here is they've stopped wanting to go to church. Right, right, right. And at what point do the, does the parents stop fighting them? Right. And making, forcing them to go? I'm thinking this, this question must have came from that cultural idea that... You know, just let them let them find themselves and let them. You just can't develop. force it. Don't yeah. force the Don't kids. Impose your Don't impose views. your views. You can yeah. always, you know. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think that as long as a child, mm -hmm. or a teenager, or even a young adult, mm -hmm. is living under the roof, the headship sure. of a family, and it's particularly of the the husband, the father, right, in the home, the father should set what the family does. Sure. Like, we are a Christian family. Right. There's a such thing as a Christian family. Right. And this is what our family is. Right. Now, if somebody's old enough to rebel against that family headship and structure, uh -huh. then they're old enough to have a house of their own. Yeah. Otherwise, they're under this headship and will we'll need to come to church. So they're not going to reach an age at 13 yeah. or 15 or 16 yeah. where the husband should abdicate his right. headship over the family right. and let this child sit at home and watch online or whatever. So yeah. are you insinuating yeah. that yeah. that headship might denote accountability for the father? Oh, wow. Yeah, so headship there is authority, right? Because that's what we're talking about with head over the body kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but with every authority comes responsibility, sure. which is the part that people Don't so want. easily yeah, wanted to throw out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he has a responsibility. And so now as soon as you have a, a child who doesn't want to go worship the Lord Jesus Christ, right. you know that there's a problem. Sure. What's the, the heart issue here? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Um, and so I think this is a chance for the, the father to double down in his mm -hmm. accountability and yeah. begin to seek the Lord and say, God, why does my child not love the Lord with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength and want to be part of the body? So, yeah, it's a chance to so, do some heart searching. So I think I hear you saying that that could be some enabling of sin, but also mm -hmm. would it be sin for the father to say, do whatever you want, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if, if he doesn't hold the child accountable, mm -hmm. then, then that's on him. It's like any other manager that 
let's say you're a manager in a business mm -hmm. and you have an employee who's who's messing up. Right. Well, that's the employee's fault. Well, once the employer learns of that, and as long as he doesn't give feedback, doesn't um, coach and direct, yeah. now it's now it's his problem. Now yeah. he hasn't managed well. Right. Um, in in the same way in a home that, yeah, it's his accountability and. Um, if he's letting this child stay home because the child wants to stay home, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's on him. Yeah. You know, that's, that's sin in his camp now, as well as in the life of the child. Yeah. So that would probably bleed into questions about what is a father and a mother responsible for in the home, as far as training, teaching yeah. their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. What, mm -hmm. do, what do they have to do? Like what's... What should be the yeah. standard in today's culture, especially? Well, last time we spoke about patriarchy, right? right? And what a scary word, right? Father word. rule, yeah, you yeah. know, right. that concept. A father is the one who is given the authority mm -hmm. and the responsibility for the spiritual life of that home. Yeah. So what does that look like? There should be prayer in the home. Some would do it like more of a formal worship service even. You know, the, the Puritan tradition was basically to read a chapter of the Bible. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't emphasize like something long. Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be a 30 or 45 minute thing. It, it'd be 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. The father would read a chapter of the Bible, uh -huh. ask a couple questions to make sure the kids are understanding, sing a hymn, yeah. pray, and then you begin your day. Right. It might be 10 or 15 minutes. They would call it family worship, okay. actually. So there would be family worship in the home. And then again, right before bed. Um, there would be the same kind of prayer, a chapter of the Bible, a song, and, and on. So that kind of thing is under the jurisdiction of the dad. Mm. He has to initiate that. Now, that doesn't mean that the mom isn't a teacher as well. Mm -hmm. But that kind of authority structure and, and the structuring of what they're going to do right. needs to come from the dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the idea of accountability, even if yeah. you're not the one committing the sin, you're still accountable for the organization, right? Yeah. You know, the CEO is accountable for right. the organization. The pastor is accountable for the yes. organization. Right. right. Yeah, and it could be that um, even the wife isn't on board with that and doesn't want the husband to lead in that way, mm -hmm. which means he's going to have to stand up to her yeah. in a private conversation away from the kids, but yeah. to say that this is what our home has to be. Right. And hopefully, and the, the beautiful thing is when you have both husband and wife yeah. that love the Lord God right. and want this. And, and I think most Christian women sure. would love to see their husbands step up more right. in family worship and in, in leading the home that way. Yeah, we would hope yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, these kids that, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to quote any statistics because I don't have any ready, but they yeah. say that huge percentages of children leaving evangelical quote-unquote evangelical churches going off to school or secondary education or college they're falling away what 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 is lacking okay well there's a book written by ken ham mm -hmm. answers in genesis called already gone Ooh, okay. and the idea here is that when we see this falling away when kids go off to college yeah it's because they were already gone probably by eighth or ninth grade right they were believing their indoctrination that the world is has evolved, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so they believe evolution. They do not believe Genesis one to eleven. Right. They take scripture as generally fairy tale. Yeah. And uh, there's another book called Weed in the Church, right. which I don't fully agree with as a book. 
but it points out, um, and it, that's, what's it called again? It's called Weed in the Church. Weed? W-E-E-D? W-E-E-D. And it's not okay. talking about marijuana. Right, right. It's talking about um, youth ministry. Yeah. Okay. It calls youth ministry itself a weed yeah. in the church. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And so it advocates that you shouldn't that. differentiate by age and have, mm-hmm. you know, kids' classes and then all the way up to high school. Yeah. Meanwhile, church is happening in the sanctuary where you have teenagers worshiping yeah. together in their little groups. Right, right. Because what you're doing there is you're not integrating, this is integrative family worship, yep. You know, yep. you're not integrating the family mm-hmm. in the worship of God. So why would they continue once they're off to college? They were never part of the church. They were yeah. part of this like little substratum, you know, youth ministry. Right. So right. this author calls it a weed. Mm. Um, I think there is some place for kids' ministries. Like, I, I don't think it would be beneficial when I'm teaching the Ordo Salutis mm. on Sunday morning okay. for a six-year-old to be there. Because I'm preaching to the sheep. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching okay. to mature Christians. Okay. I think up until a certain age. But I would like to see a 10-year-old begin. And that's when I really saw like my son, yeah. nine, 10 years old, being able to track right. with the sermon. Right. At that point, put him in the sermon. I, I don't want teenagers having their own worship service. I want them listening to the sermon. Is that even if common? they don't Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah, that's yeah, very common. A lot of wow. times youth groups meeting while church is going on okay. for their youth they even have worship of their own and really? all kinds of things like that. Wow. I yeah. didn't even I didn't know. It's that. like a mega church phenomenon. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be the extreme case. But even so let's say you just have youth ministry as a function of your church. Mm-hmm. How many parents are trusting that their kids are being educated biblically for that hour a week mm-hmm. and they're just farming it out yep. to the youth ministry. That's the youth minister's job, you know, right. or they send their kids to Christian school thinking, all right, well, you know, we're paying this money for them to get a, a biblical worldview. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and, and the thing that's missing in all cases here is that the father and the mother right. are not raising their children in the admonition of the Lord, yeah. training up in the way they should go. Well, you know, I mean, how how big a problem is it that we can't defend our own scripture? We can't defend. I mean, I think of. I know one of the topics we're going to get into eventually is theonomy, right? And and you know, I've th- I've talked to some people about. Well, how do you how do you defend slavery? Can you defend biblical slavery? Hmm. You know, can you defend um, stoning a kid at the at the gate? Right. You know, things like that, and uh, you know, people can't do it. No, you know. Yeah, I mean, how important is it that we're able to explain that to people? Yeah, like why it was just right. So many questions wrapped up in that with theonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is different? What it, what is? What, where are there discontinuities mm-hmm. between the law as given to Israel, right, and the law that we have in the New Testament? Right. Is it just a complete parallel? Yeah. Or are there some things that discontinue, yeah. right, as we go? That's mm-hmm. one of the big questions. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think very few people have wrestled with is that what was moral and just mm-hmm. in the Old Testament would still right. be moral and just today. Right. Because God doesn't change. No. So. <laughs> right, right. So, well, if we're yeah. not preaching that he doesn't change, and, yeah. you know, hey, atheists have Google, too. And, and right. And we're yeah. to them, and they, you know, they, they yeah. know, you know, 
there's there they got their own clobber verses. Oh sure. So they yep. accuse us of clobber verses. Yep. And so uh, that's that first Peter three fifteen, right? Yeah. Always be ready to give an answer. Yeah. For the hope no, don't, don't go in that direction because we got to yeah. save that for another episode. That's yeah, yeah. Just okay. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> so today, what are we focusing on? What are we getting? I, I getting think at? I think uh, I think it's great to focus on on kids in the church and okay. and uh, going to uh, you know maybe maybe getting them prepared. How do you? How do you get them prepared in the home? You talk. You were talking about, yeah. You know what the Puritans used to do. You know what? Are you, what are you seeing in our church that's working? Well, one of the things I recently uh, preached on as an intro to a sermon mm-hmm. was the New England Primer. Yeah. And I actually told parents buy yourself a copy of it mm-hmm. and train your children. Maybe just it's the Westminster uh, Catechism is mm-hmm. what's, and then the London Baptist Confession both kind of were similar and how they catechized or how they trained up children. Mm-hmm. Um, but working through a, a, something like that would be good. One of the things in the New England Primer that they have is um, me- Bible memory verses according to letters. Mm-hmm. And my mom did this with me. Okay. So my mom was actually much more active in training me in Scripture than my dad was because he was out working, <laughs> okay. which was good, right? You know, But when, when I was home as a, as a little one, we would memorize Scripture. So... A to Z Bible verses is a, a tremendous tool. In fact, I have a little book here. If anybody wants to ever borrow it or, or take a look at it, mm-hmm. um, it's an A to Z um, Bible memory book for kids. Okay. So by that, I mean like A, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay. B, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So all the way down through the alphabet. Right. So things like that. Scripture memory, um, a regular pattern of Bible reading. Okay. Um, one of the things that I did with both of my kids is we have a a 10 volume set of Bible stories. Right. It's, it's go, It walks through the entire Bible, yep. but it's written at a level for children, mm-hmm. right? It tells it more like a story and, and puts it in small chapters of, and you just go from Adam and Eve all the way to Revelation. Wow. You know? um, so I went through that a couple of times with my kids when they were young, just kind of bedtime stories would always be from those books, yeah. right? And just work your way through the Bible that way. Uh-huh. Um, so that needs to that falls on the shoulders of the parents right. to do that. A child isn't just thinking, "Oh, let me go read the Bible." Yeah, right. Sure. You know, right. <laughs> you just got to be active That's to think. This is when the kid falls away when yeah. they go to college, as right. the majority do. Right. 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 That's on your shoulders as yeah. a parent. Yeah. You know, that's hard to understand, and there's other reasons that could happen. It might not be that you neglected yeah. Um, devotions. Yeah. But if you neglected devotions. Right. There's a connection with uh, your child falling away. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about college. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, do we even want to send our kids to college anymore? I mean, I know, I, I have a tendency to notice that people who didn't go to college hmm. have, a, have a, a different vision of they really want their kids to go to college. Is that something they should be hoping for? Is that, is that the, I mean, is that, that's not the goal. There's something else that's the goal, right? Right. Yeah. So... It's, it used to be like the, the high mark, you've got to go to college, but how much better for some boys would it be that they learn a trade? Yeah. You know, and why would there be shame in that? Like, that's great yeah. to work with your hands and to, to be productive that way. Yeah. Um, you'd be insane to send your son or your daughter that you raised in the faith to Harvard mm. or Princeton. Wow. wow. Or, you know, any of these... Schools where insane is such a harsh word. That's okay. So if they're going to take a philosophy class, yes, 
then they're going to learn from Michael Sandel at Harvard. Yeah. His class, Theory of Justice, uh-huh. is online, and I watched it. It's a YouTube series, 13 parts, where he's training the young mind in philosophy, mm-hmm. love of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And he walks through the different philosophers and indoctrinates the children because they're still yet unformed in, you know, being independent in their thinking Mm -hmm. to the point where you can watch the course and see that everybody is generally agreeing an entire room full of groupthink in a theory of justice, which absolutely fundamentally contradicts biblical justice. Wow. So how is that not insane? You spend your whole life. Yeah indoctrinating these children in truth, right. in biblical justice. Right. And if, you would, if you're honest with yourself, you probably have not done the kind of job that the Puritans did. Sure. Right? I haven't. Right. You know? So I'm saying I would be insane to send my children to Harvard. Right. Although I think they could handle it intellectually. Okay. But I wouldn't do it because Harvard has a different worldview. Yeah. And that worldview is baked into the philosophy department yeah. and into mathematics, yeah. into every area of worldview. Right. You're entrusting them to professors who are not going to say, oh, wear it on their sleeve. This is my agenda. Yeah. But if you actually look at their voting record and their their political affiliations, it's 99% yeah. left. Right. Why would you send them? That's insane. To yeah. me, that is utterly insane. Right. right. And they're, so in Florida... The Uni- University of Florida was taken over recently by Ben Sass as the president. He's a Republican congressman, okay. you know, okay. and seems to be of the Jim Jordan kind of conservative variety. Okay. And I'm thinking, that's awesome. Now, when that happened, there was this massive protest in the student hall and all these students mobilizing against the homophobia and bigotry and, uh, you know, every ism and phobia that they could ascribe to Ben Sass. Okay. Okay. I would expect that the University of Florida right now is conservative enough in some departments Mm -hmm. to not be insane to send your kid there. Wow. Wow. So now Ben Sass is... um, So what about Christian colleges? Yeah. Do we... Are all Christian colleges alike? No, not at all. There's a lot of woke conservative Christian schools, mm. even um, ones that you thought were were solid, you know. How long did Liberty employ Karen Swallow Pryor? I don't know Karen Swallow Pryor. <laughs> oh, boy. Do, do you say anybody yeah. out there know Karen Swallow Pryor? Yeah, well, then she's now moved on to, um, to another seminary because they finally got rid of her. Okay. But even Liberty isn't safe. Yeah. Now, Liberty's good. Yep. And probably a majority of the professors are going to be solid, you know, born-again, evangelical, trustworthy yeah. teachers. Um, and I would send my kid to Liberty. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't think that they're safe there. Right. You know, and it depends. You wouldn't send them unprepared. Unprepared. And it also depends a lot on their friend group that they make there. That right. will probably have as much of an inf- you know, influence on them as the, the teachers. Um, which ones do you know of that are trustworthy at this point I don't trust any of them at all I, the only yeah. way if I if uh, the only way I would send my child to college is if they live in my home and I can see what's going mm. on every night they're commuting so I think so that was going to be my next question I was going to say which college close to home yeah. here, in, here in South Jersey yeah. you know greater Philadelphia where would you send yeah, your um, child I would say Karen okay yeah 
but I don't know that that would be unqualified either. You sure. Know? Um, you still don't want them living in a dorm. No. Karen. Ah. You know what I mean? Dorm life is this whole. I would probably prefer commuting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the dad speaking. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, dorm life, that's a whole other thing. So I don't know what what happens at any given college. Right. Uh, I do know that talking to Tim Robinson, who just graduated from Karen, that he has a a very high view. Um, I know Tom Allen had been a professor there for a long time. Sure. And the guy had the whole New Testament memorized. It's a Mm. rumor going around. Wow. Um, yeah, just solid, solid guys like that. Right now they have Dalzal, who's a, a theologian, um, good in some ways, but now I've become a little bit questioning some of his, his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith, what's his name? Uh, is kind of the head of the theology department. Yeah. Um, I appreciated something that he said in, um, an EFC, he's EFCA. Um, I think he is because they had him at a theology refresher mm-hmm. and I found him to be more helpful than the other people presenting okay. but I, he was kind of into some of the authors that I, I look at with kind of more of a jaundiced eye Yeah. so I, I'm not um, just entirely trusting of the Cairn Bible and Theology Department sure. let alone what's happening if there's a social work I think they got rid of their social work department Yeah. because that's where the liberalism tends uh, to oh yeah and you, psychology. Oh, man. Yes. Psychology, psychology social work, women's studies. <laughs> yeah. They would, would not have that at Karen. Well, I mean, if they had that at Karen, I would say oh, they, would. they would be yeah. gone, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. You, you can tell. My wife actually just took my daughter. Um, the night we had the congregational meeting, mm-hmm. they were at a college fair. Right. And um, they, my wife was able to look at the course offerings mm. of what they, and the departments that they have, sure. and just point out, look, you can tell where they are. Right. They they have this, you know, collectivistic kind of uh, course on race or gender or whatever. Right. Like you know where they stand. Right. You can right. just they just wear it right on their sleeve. Yeah. So that was one up in New York. So just rule them out. And then when you ask the recruiter, where did you guys fall with the George Floyd twenty twenty situation? Uh, <laughs> and they're like, well, we didn't take a side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's a problem. That's what we call the gray church, right? Yes, like the gray when church. you don't take a side. You're just trying to have your kind of sit in the middle. Yeah. There's red. Yeah. And then there's blue. Yeah. And if you just want to be gray, right. it means you're not willing to say the hard things about abortion and gender yeah. and sexuality sure. and economics. Yeah. There's many that will, will not say that socialism is evil. A lot of pastors. Ah. Uh, wow. Because that's a political issue. That's just a matter of economic preference. So where do they come down on thou shalt not steal? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> what or Ahab a- stealing Naboth's vineyard. <laughs> so you, you mentioned a couple of things, and I guess we only have a few minutes left. But uh, I think I think uh, you, you know, going back to what you are responsible to teach your kids. Yes. Um, when do you bring these things in to your children's knowledge? I mean, you you know, you don't get past Genesis without some right. pretty culturally relevant stuff. Yes. Right? You know, yes. Joseph's being chased around the room by his employer's wife. Yes. And uh, I've read that to little children many times, and sometimes I'm praying, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hope this doesn't go yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. What do you do? So, yeah, you want to be age appropriate. So we would start with, like, little videos, like uh, Superbook. Uh-huh. I know that's old school. I know yeah. it's produced by TBN. Well, they got an app. Though, yeah, and those like movies that. were great. You yeah. know, it's just like little kids learning what the stories are, mm-hmm. talking about it, 
and uh, and you're watching. If you see something that's a little theologically yeah. um, off, right. you can correct that. Right. Um, you know, so the, those sort of things. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to just dive right into lamentations yeah. and um, yeah. describe little toddlers falling dead in the street from hunger and thirst, and yeah. you're gonna give them nightmares. Right. So yeah, when they're super young, you want to just be a little bit uh, okay. discriminating. I don't think you would just read cover to cover. Um, but you do begin when they're young, mm -hmm. you know, age appropriate. Mm -hmm. And then I think at some point parents seem to just sort of check out, like I've done my part, mm. uh, send them off to college, they'll learn there. So just kind of circling back to that conversation, you've got to, I think, see them through to like age in, in this culture, yeah, age 25, 26, sure. you're still really discipling them and they're getting on their own and then they're establishing a home of their own. Isn't that, that part of our learning more? Is we're we're discipling our kids, we're we're strengthening our own oh, yeah. Bible knowledge and absolutely, you know. yeah. Just asking questions, like while you're driving, and I think my kids think it's because I'm a pastor. Okay. The kind of things that I throw out, like yeah, a pastor would would see that, or but I think everybody, every Christian should do that. Just we don't shelter, so our kids are teenagers now. Right. They know everything that's going on in the world and all of these cultural controversies and they understand why these things are wrong. Yeah. Because they're going they're in the world. Right. We're not of it. They're gonna see things, they're gonna hear jokes from their friends. Yeah. They're going to be aware of what's happening. And if you're not willing to talk about sex and talk about all of these things, they're getting it from somewhere. Right. They're not getting it from the biblical worldview, but they are they are hearing about it. Well even if they go to yeah. the library, I live in Cherry Hill mm. and they had five-year-olds out there with signs yeah chanting uh lgbtq we love you and i mean it, yeah you're they're gonna run into it yes you know? yeah so we got to prepare we've got and maybe that's the theme of this particular off the cuff yeah that we're talking about responsibility this week last okay. week we talked more about authority yeah that headship implies that it's more of a, a patriarchal situation but that means responsibility. Yeah. Dads need to step up and wives as well, under the headship of their husband, they have a huge role in this. Mm -hmm. In fact, my mom took that role, okay. but it was delegated as well. You know, my yeah. dad's out there. My dad was driving a school bus okay. in the morning and okay. doing a paper route before that, throwing out newspapers, okay. drive the kids. I remember yeah. one time he brought the school bus home in front of our house. <laughs> he was working so hard just to pay the bills because he was mm -hmm. a realtor. And if you're not making a lot of sales, you got to, Get other get other things, and then eventually he did really well in real estate. Mm -hmm. He had to work mm -hmm. a lot of hours, mm -hmm. so it was the mom that was home with us. Right, and so there was kind of a delegated situation there where it was my mom teaching us the A to Z Bible verses, and sure. you know we would do, read through the Bible in a year. We, the first book I read was one of those um, kind of like children's Bibles. Okay, that you read through. It's up to the parents to, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that neat? Yeah. Last, I, I, we didn't plan this. It was off the cuff yeah. that <laughs> last week yeah. was authority and this week was accountability. Or was it the Responsibility. Other way? Yeah, responsibility. Yeah. Accountability, right. F fantastic. Well, uh, that's it for this episode of Off the Cuff. Come back next time. We'll, we'll ask Pastor Jeff Clewer some more questions. Thanks again.